Do you like U.S. military history, especially stories about our veterans? If you answered yes, then I know you'll enjoy Duty and Valor. Hi, I'm Wayne Marks, and each week I'll tell you the amazing stories of heroes who pushed away their fears and showed true valor on the battlefield. And although their stories are different, the common trait they all share is that they all serve with pride and lived with humility. And I'm honored to tell you their stories. Welcome back, everyone. On this episode of Duty and Valor, you'll hear the story of a man who was an accomplished and highly decorated naval aviator. A man whose plane was shot down over North Vietnam, where he was taken prisoner for over seven years. A man who refused to break in the face of heavy physical and mental torture. A man who would be credited by other American POWs with leading steadfast resistance against their captors. This is the story of Medal of Honor recipient Vice Admiral James Stockdale. James was born on December 23, 1923 in Abingdon, Illinois, to parents Vernon and Mabel Stockdale. Following high school where he lettered in three sports and was ranked second of his class, James would briefly attend Monmouth College in Illinois before attending the U.S. Naval Academy, where he would be one of 821 graduates in 1946. Following graduation, he would be given the role of assistant gunnery officer aboard the USS Karmick, the USS Thompson, and then the USS Charles H. Rowan, all of which were destroyers. But his military career would pivot in 1949 when he was selected to attend flight training at Naval Air Station Pensacola in Florida. Upon successfully completing his training, James would be assigned to the Naval Air Station Corpus Christi in Texas, and would go on to receive further training in Norfolk, Virginia. Early in his flying career, he had the reputation as an elite pilot and would be selected into the U.S. Naval Test Pilot School, where he excelled. He would remain in that position from 1954 to 1957, before the Navy sent him to Stanford University to study international relations. As the U.S. military presence in Southeast Asia was increasing exponentially, Stockdale would find himself assigned to the Fighter Squadron 51 aboard the USS Ticonderoga. On August 2, 1964, when the USS Maddox was attacked by three North Vietnamese P-4 torpedo boats, the Maddox was not able to inflict any direct hits on the boats, so the attackers disengaged and made an attempt to return to a North Vietnamese port. Stockdale was piloting one of four F-8 Crusader jets that were launched from the Ticonderoga to intercept the retreating torpedo boats. Along with another aircraft, he would score direct hits on torpedo boats T-333, and T-336 with their 20mm cannons, while two other pilots hit the third retreating boat. Two days later, on August 4th, there were reports of new naval attacks against American forces by the North Vietnamese. Stockdale was flying above the area where these attacks claimed to have happened, but he later said, There was nothing but Blackwater and American firepower. There was absolutely no gunfire except our own. No PT boat wakes, not a candle lit, let alone a burning ship. In what would be called the Gulf of Tonkin incident, it was believed to be a false engagement meant to justify the increase of U.S. military involvement in the Vietnam War. And the very next day, Stockdale was flying his F-8 in combat missions against North Vietnamese oil refineries. Stockdale's next deployment would find himself as the commander of the Carrier Air Wing 16 aboard the USS Oriskany, where he flew the A-4 Skyhawk. On September 9, 1965, Commander Stockdale was near his target in North Vietnam when his Skyhawk suffered a mechanical failure. 
Some reports say it was caused by anti-aircraft fire, while others have said it was caused by an ordnance malfunction on his wingman's jet. Regardless, the damage to the aircraft was so severe that he had no choice but to eject over hostile territory. In doing so, he suffered a broken bone in his back and a severely dislocated knee before he even made it to the ground. When he did land, he was immediately set upon by angry villagers. They would mercilessly beat him and he would sustain a broken leg and paralysis of one arm. The attack on him would only stop when he was taken into custody by a military policeman. In what would be the start of a seven-and-a-half-year confinement, Commander Stockdale was imprisoned at the infamous Hanoi Hilton. American POWs there gave the prison that sarcastic name. The conditions and treatment they received there was notoriously brutal. Stockdale was denied medical treatment for the injuries he suffered during his capture. Also, he was immediately faced with torture and malnourishment. He would sustain beatings of all kinds, and it was reported that he was near asphyxiation when ropes were tied tightly around his neck. In addition to physical torture, he would have to endure mental abuses as well, all of which were an attempt to break and force him to divulge secrets and to admit U.S. war crimes. But Commander Stockdale never broke, and he refused to cooperate. He credited his resolve with the Stoic philosophy and its four virtues of wisdom, courage, justice, and temperance. During his confinement, Commander Stockdale's resistance was an inspiration to other men. He was credited with organizing and enforcing a code of conduct among the POWs, which guided their defiance and set up ways to communicate with each other. This led to the sustained levels of unity and an elevated morale. Stockdale's resistance leadership was not lost on his captors, and in 1969 his legs were shackled and he was locked in a bath stall, where he would be tortured repeatedly. But still, he didn't break. At one point, Commander Stockdale was told that he would be brought downtown, where they would parade him around. Knowing that the North Vietnamese didn't want photos released showing American POWs with visible injuries, he cut his scalp with a razor which disfigured him enough to temporarily thwart their plan. His captors then attempted to hide his injuries with a hat, so he repeatedly hit himself with a wooden stool which caused his face to be swollen badly. Their attempt to use him as propaganda failed. Later, he was identified as one of 11 men who were still leading a resistance among the men, so they were all moved to solitary confinement. They were brought to a facility at the North Vietnamese Ministry of Defense about a mile away from the Hanoi Hilton. At the facility, called Alcatraz by the POWs, the men were placed into individual concrete cells with no windows and only measuring 3 feet by 9 feet. The cells had one light bulb that was left on at all times, and their legs were shackled during the night. Another time, Admiral Stockdale cut his own wrists when he knew that they wanted to torture him further, in an attempt to implicate other men in forbidden activities. He did this to show them that he would choose death over their beatings. They would eventually stop the torture of POWs, and prison conditions were improved, if only slightly. Commander Stockdale's actions have been credited with the improved conditions. Throughout his confinement, he had his legs shackled for two years, spent four years in solitary confinement, and would have his legs broken twice due to the severe torture he endured. But still he resisted. Commander Stockdale, along with 590 other POWs, were finally released in 1973, during Operation Homecoming, which was part of the ceasefire agreement between the North Vietnamese and the U.S. All of the remaining men were released upon the complete withdrawal of U.S. forces from South Vietnam. 
On March 4, 1976, President Gerald Ford presented James Stockdale the Medal of Honor. In the citation for the award, it notes his leadership in the POW camp and refusal to participate in propaganda exploitation by risking his own life rather than capitulating as two of the main reasons why he was awarded the medal, as well as crediting his actions with the improved treatment of fellow prisoners. Due to his physical condition caused by his confinement, Stockdale was not able to continue his flying career with the Navy. But he did remain on active duty until September 1, 1979, when he retired at the rank of Vice Admiral. Following his retirement, he was the president of the Citadel in Charleston, South Carolina for a short time, and later he would spend 12 years as a research fellow at Stanford University. In 1992, Ross Perot chose Admiral Stockdale as his running mate, and although they had a strong showing for an independent ticket with 19% of the vote, they would fail in their attempt to win the White House. On July 5th, 2005, Admiral Stockdale passed away at the age of 81. He is buried at the United States Naval Academy Cemetery in Annapolis, Maryland. You can learn more about his time in the POW camp in the book co-authored by Admiral Stockdale and his wife Sybil, titled In Love and War, the story of a family's ordeal and sacrifice during the Vietnam War. Thank you for listening, and if you enjoyed this week's show, we kindly ask that you follow us and leave a review and five-star rating. Sources for today's show can be found in the show notes. And join us next week where we'll tell you the story of another true American hero.